Hi, Yella. Hello, Zax. Thank you for joining me today. No problem. Um, you know I can't both... resist a good Lifetime movie. <laughs> it's such a shame that... that good Lifetime movies don't exist. <laughs> well, that could be debatable. <laughs> this one might surprise you a okay. little bit. Okay, okay. So today I'm talking to you about A Sister's Nightmare. Same title. Yes. And it is... I, I don't know how to really set this up, but what I'm going to ask you throughout, this is going to be kind of like a mini personality quiz, a mini choose-your-own-adventure, whatever you want to think of it as. We're going to come to points in this movie where I'm going to ask you, what would you do? Okay. And then I'm assuming you'll probably answer with a normal person response. Mm -hmm. And in return, we'll get a lifetime response. Yeah, which I is mean, which is, all, which, which is always just completely insane. Yeah. Okay. So let's just jump right into it. Mm -hmm. The movie starts um, really, you know, they just dive right in. And a woman is screaming, no, no, as like five people are strapping her to a bed, a hospital thingy, and belting her down and giving her electric shock therapy. Like they shove the thing in her mouth, oh, oh. all that stuff. Oh, okay. That's the opening. This could um, happen to you, people. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> we find out her name is Cassidy. And I don't know how much time has passed, but now she's in the doctor's office, and he asks her, um, would members of your family be in danger if you're released? And she starts laughing and giggling hysterically as she frantically scribbles on her arm. Uh-huh. And he says, is there something funny, Cassidy? And she says, yes. And he says, would you like to let me in on it? Let me, get, let, me, let me guess. It's very bold of him to assume that any of them would be safe. Yes. <laughs> I knew um, it. <laughs> well, that might be jumping the gun a bit. So she's drawing on her arm. He's like, oh, I see you're still drawing on your arm. What is that? And she's like, oh, just a game. And he says, what game? And she just laughs some more. Now, as this doctor, mm -hmm. your thoughts on this patient, are you releasing her right now? No. Okay. All right. I mean, that it sounds like somebody needs to do a lot of healing <laughs> in okay. some, some way, some form. Well, as she's, like, laughing, it sort of is fading out, and we see a glimpse, like, little of like flashback but like it's just split images of like girls and horses mm -hmm. um and then it's the title sequence so it's just like city shots and the cast and stuff and nice music is playing mm -hmm. yeah forget about that psycho you just saw we're moving on mm -hmm. life, <laughs> life moves on it's just a fact yeah i think i believe they say 15 years later um, well, that's quite a time. Or maybe, or, or before the electric shot, it might have been 15 years ago. I'm not sure where they put in the... The timeline is a bit bit, fizz, a bit fuzzy. Yeah. Mm. Um, but now we go into... So we saw the city, and now we're zooming in on the teenage girl's bedroom, and oh, that's she's creepy. having night... <laughs> 
I guess when you say it like that, then yeah. it's creepy. <laughs> but but it's, it's not like that. She's having nightmares of herself drowning. And mm. so her mom, this girl's name is M, Emily. And her mom runs in to comfort her. And she's like, oh, it's okay, mommy's here. And she gives her like a pill to put under her tongue. And she's like, let it dissolve. Now, a man enters the room. His name is Phil. And if you don't remember anything else of this movie, remember Phil, because he's very interesting. Okay. And I don't know why they decided he needed to be this way. He, so, teenage girls cleaning her glasses. Um, Phil is the mom's fiancé, so he's going to be her stepdad. But he's mm. nothing to her technically yet. Yeah, okay. So, he comes in cleaning his bath, his um, glasses, and... Emma's like, sorry, did I wake you? And he's just like, hmm, sleep's overrated. So muted, disinterested. And it's like, why did you come here? Why did you come here? You could have just, why did you just stayed stay in here? bed or wherever yeah. you were. <laughs> like, her mom was already there to comfort her. Like, you, you, di you really didn't need to be here, especially if you're that uninterested. <laughs> so then um, the mom is like... Like, they have, like, a little joke. She's like, you gonna wake me up again? Like, just kidding. Like, I love you. I'll see you, like, later. She goes to bed. Bit and like a weird Phil, joke, like, but okay. Like, I mean, I guess it, this has been her... We found out later she's been having this, these nightmares since she was three, so I think it's just, oh. like, the attempt to sort of, like... Yeah. Light, yeah. yeah. Lighten things up. Okay. Okay, I get yeah. it. Yeah. She has, like, severe aquaphobia, as we'll find out. Um, ah. So, yeah. Um... So, and then Phil, like, takes the mom back to bed, and it's like, why, Phil? Why do you do the things you do? What Why were you? you here? And that's the question we're just going to keep asking. So, next okay, scene, good. Em's, <laughs> Em's my favorite, the only question My favorite type of character, the, the type of character where you're just constantly like, what are you doing? <laughs> why are you doing this? Yeah. So, Emma's walking with her best friend, who looks like she's 12, but has, like, dark hair with one red streak on the side. Ah. But... She's cosplaying as Shadow the Hedgehog. Yes, actually. Oh my gosh, yes. That's real accurate. Oh. And <laughs> you haven't even seen her. <laughs> I was just so... making a joke. But oh, as no. you said it, it fit. Oh my gosh. Like, <laughs> where it's... Oh, that's... Well, now I have to, now I now I'll have to watch the movie. <laughs> so they're walking, and her best friend's like, "You need to get over your water fear and go to swim lessons. How oh else are we going to be in college together?" That's not how and phobias then, work. And then she's like, "I'm trying." And then she's like, "But also, if you quit going to your swim lessons, you're not gonna. You can just say goodbye to Mister Hottie, which <sighs> is the uh so." And then they're like, "Oh my gosh, stop!" So they're having normal teenage girl things mm -hmm. now we go back to the state hospital remember that opening scene we're gonna uh, see yeah. her again yeah she's leaving the hospital and an orderly's like hey cassidy heard you're leaving here's a bottle of pills doctor said this should hold you until you're an outpatient i don't know what that means but that's what he said i mean it's just like, so she has enough pills until they can like, get all that she already in a, isn't she already I, an outpatient i, I guess because yeah. she's not in. <laughs> yeah, no, that's true. Yeah, why, like, you, w you would imagine that she already has, like, a prescription or whatever 
to settle something. Yeah. But, okay, so spoiler alert, we never see this orderly ever again. The whole movie. Oh man, my favorite character. But as as she's walking out, he's like shake. He's like has his arms crossed and he has a smile and he's shaking his head, looking at her like you're gonna do great out there, Cass. Like I'm rooting for you. And it's like, and I was like, did you guys like have something going? Because he looks really young too. And I'm like, she's been here like 15 years. Like, what is your? But it doesn't matter because we don't see him again. What is your relationship to this patient? Is this ethical? I mean, I guess what I was just thinking, I guess there really are no small roles. Like, he <laughs> gave it his all, I guess. I mean, but, you know what? A for effort. Yeah. But we never see him again. And the second she's like... No, I mean, that's, like why, that's why he had to give it his all. That was, his, that was your only impression you were going to get of that guy. <laughs> so he had to do his best. He did leave an impact on me. Yeah, yeah. Apparently, because so. you're talking about him right now. Yeah, uh, so that guy, he sold it. But anyway, so she leaves, like, she's not even out of the hospital yet, and she throws away the bottle of pills, so... Oh, that's a good that's start. That's a good sign. Yeah. Um, but then she sees, like, a poster with a horse on it, on the wall, and in her head, like, she hears, like, a gunshot, and she looks, like, a little jumpy, like, so horses are gonna be, like, a big deal in this um, mm-hmm. movie. So, the mom from earlier, um, she's downstairs. Her name's Jane. And she's, like, looking up, like, uh, phobia therapies and stuff online. And then Phil comes downstairs, or he gives her a cup of coffee and is like, hmm, you know, she's getting kind of older. Maybe she should just figure it out on her own. Wow. Like, I mean, maybe this isn't how, but, like, what kind of person would just be like, well, I see my daughter suffering all the time. Well, clearly. One like one Google search isn't gonna like take away from anything. Like no. Also, I, like what like, what age is she again? She's fifteen. Yeah. Okay. So she's also underage still. Yeah. Like I don't like know that what... kind of stuff. Kind of at least here that has to go through one's parents partially. Yeah. Like Like there's parts of that that need to. Yeah. <sighs> Whatever. And, like, it's just weird, because he's, like, gives her his coffee, and he's like, you know, you've been doing this for a long time, why don't you just give up already? Like, what, what are you trying to what? marry into this family, Phil? What do Phil, you have what are to you, gain? What are you doing, Phil? What the hell, man? Exactly. And then, what? So, so then we find out that Jane's a cop, and she goes into work, and she's like, hey, boys, or stuff, and, like, she's beloved or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um... The, her boss, I don't know if he's the captain or sergeant, whatever he is, but he announces that they've got new um, surveillance equipment and GPS trackers. And he's like, so this is not just for narcotics. Anyone can use them, but you just have to clear it with me first. Right. Okay. And then sure. we find out that Jane has a new partner. I forgot what his name was. I forgot to write it down. Maybe they never told me. I don't know, but it's not here. Partner guy. So- <laughs> yeah. So they're in the car and he offers her a cigarette and she's like, no. And he's like, what a cop with no vices and she's like i chew gum a cop with no crack it wow amazing (laughs) refuses a cigarette first response a cop with no vices Mm -hmm. that's like Like, you only checked one vice off you only checked one off there are plenty of people that don't have smoking as their vice yeah there are some she's like like, whatever yeah and yeah and she's just like i quit when i like had my daughter 
uh, like or found out like yeah I quit once I had my daughter or whatever yeah. so they talk backstories and stuff and like um they kind of like she's like are you ever been married and he's like no never saw a reason to and it's like kind of like flirty almost and it's like but okay. don't you have Phil? I mean, I get if you wouldn't be that <laughs> interested in Phil, because Phil doesn't seem very interested in anything. <laughs> so, mean, you know. Yeah, maybe maybe it's like an emotion. Like, she's just getting her, like, concern fixed out of the partner, and then she'll go home to the passionless life she's built with Phil. <laughs> <laughs> you know, she wants some emotion, but not too much. So she has yeah. Phil as, like, her safe haven of... Of just no emotion <laughs> whatsoever. Oh my gosh. I love you so much, Phil. You give me nothing. <laughs> <laughs> you give me exactly nothing. So so now we go to the swim lessons. It's called like HTO, H2O. I wonder if that's like the real center or something. I don't know. But I don't know. But they wanna... you know what? As a chemist, I can appreciate that. Yeah. I also so... think it's very dumb. But that's my non-chemist <laughs> part of me saying that. Yeah. <laughs> but, um. So she's really scared because she's basically scaling the wall to keep as much distance between her and the pool as possible. Ah. And so, like her friend was mentioning before, uh, Mr. Hottie, the swim instructor, he's in the pool and he is helping another student mm -hmm. um, float. So he's like, okay, you got it, good, good. Right, yeah. Um, then he notices her, and, and he immediately lights up a big smile, and he's like, okay, now try it on your own, and walks off, and, like, the woman <laughs> immediately falls into the pool and is, like, drowning. Oh. <laughs> he just bailed on her. They were trying, they were practicing floating. I thought you were a professional doctor, like Mr. Well, Hottie, but... Apparently, you're just a goof. Well, and then, and it was funny, because, like, he has, like, a supervisor who's, like, shaking his head at him. And, oh, like, it's... Wow, so the movie even acknowledges, no, bad, dude, mm -hmm. bad. But he goes up to her, and he's like, so, uh, you gonna get in the pool today? And she's like, mm, I don't know. And it's, like, weird, because, like, it doesn't seem like... They know about her aquaphobia, and it seems like when the mom was enrolling her into swim lessons, that would have been part of it. It also yeah. seems like she would just have, like, a real therapist, like, there with her or yeah, something. Yeah, you would imagine that some kind of mental health professional or whatever is there to help her with this, you know, debilitating fear. Yeah, like, her mom isn't even there. Nobody's there. She has so, no emotional support. She just has this weird guy who's, what, being kind of flirty? Yeah. Because then he's like, you know, my boss is already mad that I just bailed on the class. So, like, don't make Maybe me look too bad. Maybe you shouldn't have done that. And then she just leaves. But now she's walking home with her friend. And so they wanted to emphasize, like, the fact that the student he was currently helping wasn't as attractive as our 15-year-old star, I guess, because the best friend's like, uh, you let him hold, hold some fat lady all day. And oh it's like, God. rude. She's a student just like everybody else. It's She's not like a student? Also, I don't know how old this Mr. Hottie is. Well, we're going to get into that later because that's going to okay. raise some interesting things. Okay, now good. That you I'm, I'm, it. I'm glad that we're going to get into that. I'm already, like, I'm ready. Let's go. Yeah. <laughs> so she's on the walk home. 
She gets home. Cassidy, who just escaped the asylum, is standing right outside um, their door. Mm-hmm. Oh, to the house. And then Emily walks up to her and she's like, hey, are you lost? And now Cassidy was staring at the house with the most vacant expression. Who knows what kind of flashbacks are racing through her head at this morning? This yeah, it, it sounds to me like she should not yet have been, have been you know, released from, from the hospital. <clears throat> yeah, we don't know. But Emily definitely doesn't know. She walks up to her and, like, this woman is, like, wearing, like, her hair slicked back in a ponytail. She's got a black jacket on. She just looks like total stranger danger. Yeah. What information are you giving this woman standing outside your house? Um, I, nothing, and I would ask her to leave. Well, Cassidy says, I'm looking for Jane Ryder's house. And then Emily is like, yeah, this is her house. I'm her daughter. Hi. Come on in. And then she brings her into the house. I definitely, like, okay, so if she had been like, I'm looking for person name, and that person is then my mom. I would have been like, yeah, she is not home. Maybe you could try again later and then ask her to leave. Wow. Oh. I would not invite her in. Well, she invited her into the house. Yeah, because she's a dumb teenager. Yeah. And then... (laughs) (laughs) And then Jane sees her sister, who last she knew was in in a psychiatric hospital. So she's noticeably shook. Yeah. And she's like, uh, what are you doing here? Kind of stuff. Like that whole thing. Yeah. And all then... sorts of shock of like, huh, what? Yeah. And then she's like, oh, well, they released me, sis. Um, I just need to stay here a few days to get back on my feet. And um, then, like, she just, and then, like, the sister's like, I, I don't, I guess nobody, that would be okay. What, was nobody told of this? And if, nobody was notified. Okay, so nobody was notified. So I was about to ask, so, and, like, because you would imagine that mm-hmm. Jane, the mom of this child, or this person, would have been notified that she has been released from the mental hospital. Yeah. You you would think such a thing. Welcome then... to Lifetime Movies. They exist. <laughs> So I'm still, I'm in. still, I'm, the only thing we need for bingo now are, are, is the unintentional lesbians. Ooh, and I, yeah, I'm not sure if we're going to get those. We might. Hmm. Hold up. Might not get so, a full, we might not get, we might not get a full movie bingo with this one. Hmm. Yeah. Um, but, okay, so then she, Phil, like, hold it, I, he's, he's holding a book. <laughs> he's standing and he walks, and he like looks up from his book like, hmm. New person in my home. Hmm. That's about all we get from Phil. So I now mean, he's that's 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 now. in character. Mm-hmm. So Cassidy, so she has to stay for a few days. She walks in further ho- further into the house, and she's looking around. She's like, "It's so private. You could do whatever you want here, and no one would ever know." Okay. Because that's something you say, and then yep. Jane looks visibly shook. That's um, normal human speech behavior. Yeah. And then she's like, oh, you know, they just watched your every move in the hospital. That's all that was. Sure. And then Emily and Phil, 
actually, Emily has spent a lot of time with Phil. Because, like, she also is kind of disinterested in all this. But then she's like, Mom, you said your sister died in a car crash. And I'm like, why can't you wait, like, three seconds to ask your mom that? Like, pull her aside. We don't know who this, you barely know who this woman is. Your mom doesn't seem to want this woman here. Yeah. Why are you bringing up that she lied about her dying in a car crash right here and now? Yeah. Like, so, there's times and places for things. This didn't mm -hmm. seem like the time nor the place. Yeah. So then, she, uh, Jane shows Cassidy to her room, and she basically is like, here, you can sleep in, like, the basement, um, and I'll let you know when dinner's ready. And then she leaves her in the room, and then Jane has a flashback of a blood-splattered tile floor. So, what happened there? I think Ooh. we'll we'll find out soon. Or later. Maybe. And then, maybe. Depending on how Lifetime feels about it. Yeah, exactly. Um, if if the gods are gracious, then maybe they will bestow knowledge upon us. Yeah. Because we're not going to find out what happened with that orderly. But, yeah. anyway. Again, favorite so, character. Yes. 10 out of 10, good boy. <laughs> <laughs> so, then Phil is like, I thought your sister was in a long-term psych facility. And Jane's like, yeah, I don't know what she's doing here. And then Emily's like, why are you guys whispering? And they're like, oh, nothing, honey. She's like, I wish you wouldn't treat me like a child. Why did you say your sister was dead? Is it because she's in a hospital? And then it's like, uh, she's around the corner. Maybe yeah. that is why. You don't know mm. what happened. Why are you... Yeah, so then... that, that's called jumping the gun a bit, I, see, I think. Like... That's all this girl it, knows. It how just to sounds do. it just sounds like she like she's insinuating all like these accusations and stuff and it's like you don't know what the situation is like. At least maybe ask it honestly and you might get an answer. Yeah. So now they're at dinner and she's like, What? You guys haven't talked in years? And then the mom tries to like awkwardly play it off like, Oh, you know, we're not from your generation. We didn't really do online chatting and stuff. And then Cassidy's like, They're just being polite. Um and then it comes up that Phil made the meatloaf that they're eating. And so Cassidy seductively takes a bite of the meatloaf and says, I'd love to have a man like you. Okay. That's yeah. So then, um, she asks Emily which of the two of them looks older, and she's just like, I think you're both beautiful. Um, That's very diplomatic of her. Yeah, and then Cassidy's like, mm, you raised such a smart daughter. Um, and then, so basically, it was a very, um, awkward... Very awkward, awkward and painful. Yeah. yeah. Um, but when they're doing dishes later, it feels like, is it safer to be here? Like, what was that about? And so, oh, hey, wow, Phil is expressing is expressing emotion. He is showing I mean, concern. Yeah, I mean, he didn't emote that much in the question, but he did at least ask the question. Yeah, you know, <laughs> he, he expressed it purely through words. Yes. Not tone, uh, not, not body line, just words. Like, so then... Um, Cassidy, uh, asked Emily to play chess with her, so I think we can assume that when she was drawing those black squares on her arm in the doctor's office, that was the game she was thinking of. I mean, and... you're gonna need a lot of arm space to make a full chess board, I'll tell you that much. It was only, like, four squares. 
That's not a chessboard. Well, I don't. Isn't the chessboard like I believe it's like six? Isn't it like thirty-two by thirty-two or something or six? Yeah, something like that. I don't know exactly. I don't play chess. Me either. But it's also weird too because like she's like we used to play all the time when we were younger, and then uh, Emily's like, yeah, I play with my mom. She always lets me be white when we play, and she's like, okay, I like to play black, and so. Then the mom is, like, watching them uh, play, and she has another flashback, this time of a dead man over a bathtub. Oh. So they're giving us a little bit more of that scene. Mm -hmm. Um, So, then that's pretty much that. Um, But now it's the middle of the night, and Jane hears movement downstairs. Um, Also, she has a picture of Emily on her nightstand. Also, real quick, I looked it up, but a chessboard is an 8x8 grid. So, Mm. yeah, good luck drawing that on your arm. (laughs) Also, you're going to need more than 2x2. Maybe it was, like, the kind of thing where she was going to start with her arm and then put some on her torso kind of thing, so, like... I mean, at that point, just use your torso. That's probably... Yeah, that's probably enough space. Like, you can draw a small chessboard on your torso. Whatever. (laughs) make too much sense for her to do and then the doctor can see how crazy she is (laughs) that would make too much sense for a lifetime movie is i think what you mean yes (laughs) um so okay yeah so then she goes to the kitchen and cassidy's there and she's like what are you doing out of your room and she's like i wanted to get some water which is reasonable but then jane's like i left a bottle in your room See, there's no need for you to ever leave your room. Don't get out here, is what she's basically saying. <laughs> yeah, and then she's like, oh, I must have missed it. But then we go back to her room, and we see not only was the water bottle right there. Mm-hmm. Like, because I was thinking, I mean, she could have finished that. She could have wanted more water. Sure. Like, potentially, but she didn't. She needed to go out. And then she has, like, a kitchen knife. She took a kitchen knife, and then she pokes her finger with it. Uh-huh. Like, was, I think wh- to test how sharp it was? Because, like, it drew some blood from a little why, poke? Why was... How how was this woman released again? Because that orderly put in a real good word for her, I guess. I guess, yeah. <laughs> you know what? No longer my favorite character. <laughs> so then, um... So Jane is like... So then we have another flashback where Jane is calling 911 to report the murder. And, uh, then... Wait, 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 she... hold on. I, 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 was I not paying attention? Who's murder? Um, the guy... First there was the blood splatter tile. Then we see a dead man over a bathtub. And now we see oh. Jane reporting that murder. So this is okay. I, why she was in the hospital. Why Cassidy was in the hospital in the beginning. Oh, I see, I see. Gotcha, yeah. gotcha. So, now, um... Jane is like, okay, that was shady. Why was she in the kitchen? So her plan is she moves a chair to the front of Cassidy's room so she can keep watch. But the next morning, Phil wakes her up and he's like, why did you sleep down here? And she's like, I I heard Cassidy in the kitchen and I wanted to make sure that um, I wanted to keep an eye on her. And then he's like, 
I think you're worrying about your sister a little too much. He could have just wanted a bite to eat. And he, she's like, whisper, she might hear you. And he's like, she already left. So, wow. like, you're terrible at keeping Ron watch. Yeah. That, and, and apparently, uh, well, you don't even need to be that heavy of a sleeper. Like, somebody can just go through a door. That doesn't make that much noise. Yeah. So, yeah, like... Very spur of the moment, she was actually dead tired. Yeah. <laughs> so, she's still freaked out, and she's like, well, I have to go. I made an appointment at the hospital, and Phil's like, mm, all right. So... I mean, that's Phil. Yeah. Classic Phil. Shrug. Whatever. <laughs> so, she goes to the hospital, and she's talking with the doctor, and he's like, well... Or the new guy in charge, and... When she's walking into the hospital, they have these extras who are acting crazy, and, like, they oh good. That's, really that's always That's always so great, and totally yeah. not an awful representation of people with mental disorders, but whatever. <laughs> there's, yeah, there's an old woman flailing her arms around Jane, going, like, cackling, and going, like, <laughs> like, I'm crazy. And it's... Uh... it's and it's like, yeah, that's definitely the only people you see there. Yup, sure. <laughs> so, so anyway, so she gets to his office and she's like, what, like, what is going on? The doctor told me she would, like, never be released, basically. And he's like, well, he had a debilitating stroke that was really sudden um, That's not suspicious and, at all at this point in a movie right, like this. Right. And then um, he's like, and I know that, but like, she responded really well to the meds, so we think she's good to get back into society. But, you know, reintegration can be really hard on families. I understand that. So, how does also, he... nobody was fu- nobody was notified is nobody. also an issue. Yeah, well, what do you think he does to assuage her concerns? I mean, if she really was, like, like you know, responding well to, to medication, I mean, maybe maybe give her some pointers on how she can maybe help with reintegration or maybe, you know, explain that there is, you know, still patient out care or something like that to help with that. And maybe well, he, apologize for not, you know, notifying anyone. Those are all very good suggestions. And I guess you could say he kind of does that. He hands her a brochure. <sighs> that literally looks like he made it off of Microsoft Word. Oh, like, that's it doesn't ex- even look... It doesn't even look like laminated or any... Or, like, it just looks like... It doesn't look like there was... It, it doesn't look... It doesn't even look like some kind of, like, graphic designer, like, even took a look at that no, or anything. I don't, I don't Literally think... just homemade, hey, I have Microsoft Word. I don't need any of this fancy software nonsense. I don't even think there's, like, a clip art image on the front of it. Oh, my <laughs> God. It's just a piece of paper folded in three with some print on the front. Oh, my. Oh, <laughs> At least you know. At least when I when I went in into into you know when I got some psychiatric help for reasons. At least when I got a brochure, it was a very nice, professional-looking brochure. Mm-hmm. But 
forget about that because we're going back to high school. I uh, good, <laughs> yes. Yeah, of forget course. about whatever's that's, going on there. Right, there's also a teenager in this movie, as there always is. Yeah, so Emily and her best friend are sitting like in the front of the school talking yeah. and giggling. And just guess Emily who they and, spot? Ju- just Emily and Shadow the Hedgehog, right? Yes. Guess who they see? Uh, is it Crazy Sister? Well, she's watching for in the from the parking lot, but no. Oh, good. So she is there and creepy. <laughs> That's good to know. Yes, but who they do spot is Mr. Hottie. Of the course they do. And he <laughs> and he sees them and he comes right over, and oh, stop being creepy. So she, her first thing is, "Hey, what are you doing here? Didn't you graduate last year?" So, in America, that makes him at least 18 years old. Mm-hmm. And she's 15. Mm-hmm. So, this is always fun when a Lifetime movie makes me Google the age of consent, which in Oregon is 14 years old. So, okay. it's okay. But, like, the fact that you made me have to Google that, why couldn't he just be a senior who volunteers at the pool? Yeah, you could have made it, like, le- and even then, I mean, you could then also, of course, make arguments for what the age of consent should be. I personally don't think it should be 14. I think people, it, I personally think it should be older. Then again, you know, there's some bias there, considering in my country it's just 18 across the board, 21 for hard liquor. Uh, but still, yeah, the, the, the fact that you feel like you have to look it up, like, is this okay? Is this kosher? Yeah. Also, just the mm. fact that, like, because, like, I had no reason to think he didn't belong at the high school at first. You made me question it when you're like, I thought you graduated last year. You know what didn't? I didn't need to know that. You could have just left that out of it. Yeah, you could have just the reason, left it in also, the middle. And this is just another thing that I just took some issue with. Maybe I'm being nitpicky here, but they're like, because the question still remained, what are you doing here? You graduated last year. Well, the old art teacher asked him to come, uh, basically to help motivate the students. You have barely, you haven't even been out of high school a full year. Yeah. You're gonna be a swim instructor, and, like, there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, that's like, fine, sure, whatever. Yeah, like, you have a job, Good but, job. like, what... What do you have to tell these kids? Yeah, well, how barely... are you looking? How are you looking to motivate them? You've barely done anything yet. A lot, you know what? But that's and you know what, even <laughs> and you know what? Even then, it's like okay, let's let's you know let's let's look at this from a different angle. Um, okay. let's say, for sake of example, instead of now being a swim instructor, he he went on to college and he's now studying uh, whatever mm. the whatever it is that might interest him. Like, at most, they could ask him to come back and maybe talk to the students about, you know, how he figured stuff out, like college applications or, 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 or you know, how, how, you know, financial situations or housing, like, like, that kind of stuff, you know, maybe, like, that could be something that he might mm-hmm. come back for, but to motivate, motivate them to do what? Finish <laughs> high school? And if so, why him? He only just graduated. Yeah. And otherwise, like, maybe ask one of your seniors 
you know, to motivate people to make it at least to senior year or something. Like, like there's so yeah. many different angles you can take this from that would make so much more sense. But that's like a common thing in like shows apparently because I was remember I remember this episode of Pretty Little Liars where this guy, he's like 26 at the time or whatever, his name's Jason. He came to the school and they were like, "What are you doing here?" And he and he's like, oh, the guidance counselor wanted me to, like, talk about, talk to the young stoners about how it gets better. And I'm like, you have no leg to stand on. You're literally a trust fund baby. Do they have yeah. trust fund fortunes waiting for them? Do they have trust them? fund? Like, I mean, no, I mean that they don't. Also, I mean that. <laughs> also, not everybody who does recreational drugs does it because they're depressed. Like, or whatever. It like some so people just do it because they can. So apparently high schools are just like, hey, I know you. Can you just come talk to these kids? I don't have anything else yeah. going on. That's literally Yeah, it. apparently that's what high schools do. They, they they just they just ask, Hey, you were here once, um, and you did fine. Talk to these people that you have no re there's no reason for you to know what they're going through. Talk to them and make them see that things get better. <laughs> no. No. Yeah. So. Maybe at least find someone who was actually like struggling with maybe addiction <laughs> or anything. Like maybe that would actually help or do something. <laughs> We're just going to find unqualified people to talk with kids who may or may not even want this. Yeah. <laughs> so then. Um, so he's like, what's it going to take to get you in the pool? My supervisor's, like, judging me or whatever. And she's like, well, keep trying. And he's like, okay, check you later. And then You like, already asked it, but does nobody know about her aquaphobia? I keep asking it, because we're going to get into, like, that even later. Oh, good. So, yeah, so they're walk they start walking home, and then Cassidy shows up, and then she's like, uh, hi, what are you doing here? She's like, oh, I was just out for a walk. Where are you going? And she's like, oh, walking home. Uh, okay, well, bye. Enjoy your walk. And as they're walking off, the best, the best friend is like, she's kind of weird. And then Emily's like, I know, right? And Cassidy is right there and clearly hears this. And she looks so heartbroken. Oh, that's so sad. <laughs> like, they weren't that far away. And they were like, they were like loudly whispering. Like, like, at least, like, at least actually whisper or wait until there, you know, you know least, that there's some distance between you. At least get around the corner. Yeah, something <laughs> like that. At least turn a corner and then actually whisper. And don't just stage whisper. Yeah, like, she's kind of weird. I know, right? Like, ugh, weirdo. <laughs> we play chess together. Ew. But, like... Also, if you think I, I, she's weird, her, then, like... Her, her crazy might be contagious. But, like, you don't even know that she's crazy. Yeah, that's the thing, like... You you just know that your mom lied about her dying in a car crash. Yeah. Like, <laughs> so then... Oh, whatever, whatever. Yeah. Let's move on. So they're walking home, and then Jane is in... She's on duty in the police car with her partner, and she's like, hey... I'll give you girls a ride home. And the partner's kind of like, uh, do you do this a lot? Like, that's kind of weird. But as he's driving them home, she gives, um, Emily a phone. I forget if they really established that earlier, but I guess she never had a phone. Okay. 
because the mom like wasn't really big on it but now we know it's because she wants to have access to her at all times because Cassidy's around right yeah exactly it's it's yeah. like it's it's a it's a thing of oh no my sister there is some history there that we don't know yet where she's concerned because of reasons yeah yeah so at home Cassidy's in their bedroom and feels like what are you doing here and she's like oh I guess I took a wrong turn and he's like okay well the stairs to the basement are down there and then she's like okay and he kind of looks like he senses a disturbance in the force like the mm-hmm. picture of Emily is missing Ah, but he just sort of looks and he's like Mm, okay. So, once again, <laughs> get him, Phil. Oh my god, <laughs> Phil. Why? So he goes to her- so What then, is like, your <laughs> malfunction, friend? I don't know. How do they get together? What- What moved what? these two people to start a life? What- What- What was their romantic connection? Like, I want to know what their first date was like. Yeah, ugh, okay. So Cassidy goes to Emily's room and she's like writing in a notebook and she has music on and her like she's listening to headphones and um, mm-hmm. Cassidy's looking around and she's like, oh, I didn't hear you come in. And so they start talking and then we see that her room has a bunch of like water, ocean pictures, fish, like all sorts of stuff all over it. Um, mm-hmm. They talk about like how she can't swim. Then Emily asks, why were you in the hospital? And she says, I had a breakdown. And then mm-hmm. she gives, she's like, I got you something. Here's a CD, my Nirvana. And then Emily's like, I don't have a CD player. And she's like, and she again looks so heartbroken. I mean, <laughs> I would also be heartbroken because it's like, how do you not have a CD player? Well, she just listens to music on her tablet. Um, do you not have so a she... computer? You can also put a CD in that. I guess not. Maybe, 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 you know, people these days don't, just don't have, they just don't have disk drives anymore. Maybe. It's 20. I it's forget. all, it's all just USB sticks and, <laughs> and SD cards sometimes, yeah. I guess. And Bluetooth. You don't need anything. Yeah, exactly. You don't even need to plug anything in. Yeah. <laughs> I have never, I have never seriously used Bluetooth in my life. My truck has a Bluetooth connection, but it still has a CD drive, so... Yeah. So you just... Yeah. (laughs) So Jane comes in, she's like, what's going on here? And then Emily's like, you're home early. But she takes... Then Jane takes a CD and she's like, oh, well, you don't have a CD player, so I'm just going to leave it in the car. We could play it there. Um, And then Cassidy's like... but okay, if you have no other options. Yeah, and then Cassidy's like, I guess I'll leave the room now. And then the mom, then she's like, why'd you take the CD away? And she's like, well, you can't play it. And she's like, why'd you cut her out of your life? Is it because, and then she's like, because, um, she's mentally unstable. She hurts the people she's supposed to love. And then, Uh and then Emily's like not really like buying it but then the mom just changes the subject she's like what are you doodling and she's like oh just homework she's like oh that's why there are these hearts all over it so then they just talk normally very smooth mom yeah something else that's interesting that a lot of lifetime movies do that i don't know if we watch this a lot of these types um 
where together but basically in these type of movies where like unwanted relative comes back they do this thing where um jane the mom progressively starts to look worse and worse and cassidy progressively starts to look better and better i mean that's that they also do that with like lifetime movies where but wherein like like a couple is broken up and then there's like a new love interest who is you know actually quote-unquote crazy but you know does look better and better whereas the like the pre whereas like the ex starts to look more and more like 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 she's like jealous or something yeah that is something that also happens in those types of lifetime movies yeah i think it's just really pronounced here because like every time cassidy just has more and more of this glow to her and jane like gets deeper and deeper bags under her eyes like she just looks she's Mm. getting progressively more and more paranoid and everything um and they have this weird standoff in the kitchen and Cass says i'm taking her with me and jane says don't be ridiculous oh and then that's the end of that so now jane is sitting (laughs) well let's just brush that off Jane is sitting on the edge of her bed, looking super bothered. Phil was reading a book, and then he sighs. Of course, he's not helpful. You okay? And then she answers, and she's like, ugh. And then she notices that the picture of Emily's missing. And he's like, oh yeah, your sister was in here earlier, but I doubt she'd just take it without asking. Why do you doubt that, Phil? And then Jane is like, how did she, why was she in here? He's like, well, she got lost, apparently. Anyway, try to relax. And she's like, I can't. So then he goes to, <laughs> he goes to sleep. Oh my then, god, Phil. Well, oh, he lays on the bed. And he's like, he's clearly getting ready. And then she like lays down. Her eyes are, she's just laying in bed. Her eyes are wide open. He just bare bones taps her hand like, you'll be fine. <laughs> just, 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 just taps her hand like, it'll be okay. I made this there. completely empty. Yeah, there, there. Like, and it's, the only way it could be more weird if she if he actually patted her on the head. <laughs> so then, the next scene, um, Phil is drinking some coffee and he's reading, and he hears drilling. So he gets up and he's like, Jane, I'm studying for my midterms. Do you have to do this now? And she's like, oh, I'm done. And she put a lock on Emily's door. Oh. Her bedroom door, yes. So, okay, um, are you gonna give Emily the key, or are you gonna lock her in? We later find out she does give Emily a key. Okay, Um, good. I was really worried for a second. Well, I mean, you could still be a little worried. I am very worried, because it's a lifetime movie. (laughs) Yeah, so then, uh, she goes to work, and Cassidy's at the police station, uh, because when they had that standoff, uh, she showed her apartments in the paper. And um, she was like, I'll even help you look for them. So she came to take her up on that. And she's like, no, I have to work. So you should just go wait for me at home. And she's like, okay. Um, She was talking to Jane's partner. And the partner is like, she was nice, chatty. And she's like, I'm sorry about her. No, she seems. And like, it kind of sounds like he's going to say like nice or something. But then he's just like, she seems attractive. She's single. And I'm just like, oh, I kind of like that you don't play games, I guess, whatever your name is. Like, yeah, yeah, sure. Like, like, you know, points for, for honesty, my dude, mm-hmm. you know, but those points don't weigh up against the minus points that you get for 
asking your partner if her sister is single. Yeah, but like, oh well. So then she's just like, you don't want any of that. The next morning, Phil <laughs> is woken up. So the only time Phil emphasizes any, or like emotes at all, is when he's been bothered. Because he wakes up by Emily's heavy breathing and panting. And he's like, what's that? And then she's, we find out no. that she set up a baby monitor. What? What? Jane set up a baby monitor in her 50-year-old daughter's room. Jane... Jane, and then listen, he shuts listen, it off. Jane, Jane, I realize that you're worried now that your your crazy sister is back. But maybe try to relax just a smidge. Well, okay. So he shuts off. He's like, like we're gonna sleep with that on all night. And she's like, no, <laughs> the parents do. And he's like, babe for babies. Yeah, for babies. Know, he's- He's not wrong. It's called a baby monitor for a reason. And he's like, all right. He even takes off his glasses, I think. And he's like, okay, the truth now. So she gets up and she takes out an envelope from, I believe, her bathroom and gives it to him. Why do you have an envelope in your bath? How? I don't, I really How don't has, know. like, the steam from your shower not ruined that letter yet? Well, anyway, she hands it to him and he opens it up and it's pictures of a crime scene. Specifically, the crime scene from those flashbacks earlier. So that's like 15 years ago? Yeah. How are those pictures not ruined by the steam of your bathroom? <laughs> it's so weird. It's like, did she... And I don't... It raised so many questions. But whatever reason, she gives him and fills... Why the even, bathroom? And he sees a dead that's body. That's gonna bother me so much. It It's... When we watch it together, it's going to bother you even more. Great. And then he's like, even his oh my god at a dead man over a bathtub covered in blood is so underwhelming. Yeah, he's just like, I imagine he's just like, oh my god. Egad. Why are you showing me this? So she, so he's like, what's going on? So he, what is this? Um. And then she says that Cassidy has borderline personality disorder. Mm-hmm. And she gives the whole story. So flashback to when they were kids. Cassidy wanted anything that belonged to Jane. Um, her mother gave her a doll for her birthday. And then Cassidy was like fighting with her and like ripped its head off. And was like, that serves you right for not giving it to me in the first place, Jane. And then she walks off. And then in the voiceover, Jane says that... Cassidy used to threaten her that if she tattled, she would tell people at school that she still wet the bed. Or, now, just, that's typical sibling meanness Mm. there, right? Okay. Tell me how this next one fits into sibling rivalry. Um, So, she would tell people that I wet the bed or burn down our farmhouse with me and my mom inside. Um... And she says it just like that, so matter-of-fact. Which is, I guess, like her and Phil are a good match. Um... <laughs> she says it almost wistfully, like... I remember I t- when, when she burned down the farmhouse. <laughs> with me and my mom still inside the building. So anyway, she's like... It was so that horrible. is perfectly normal and healthy thing to do. Sibling. <laughs> 
What else are they gonna do? Yeah, you so... know, some sometimes they, you know, sometimes they steal your shampoo and sometimes they burn your house down with like, you in it. Like you do. So then she's like, to get out of that house, as soon as she was eighteen, she went to the police academy. But they wound up finding each other again, and Cassidy married this guy Brian. Um, and she was like, well, she seemed a lot better and nicer than when we were kids. So, like, I forgave her and, like, I went back into their life. So it goes to this dinner and Brian is wearing the same shirt that he's wearing when he's dead over the bathtub. So you know that this is the night. Mm -hmm. um, so they're sitting down and he's like, you know, you shouldn't be drinking on your medication. And Fair. She, and she's, like, drinking the wine. She's like, mm, whatever. And he... And then um, Jane is maybe like, well, maybe they shouldn't have given her wine in the first place. Just a thought. Maybe yeah. there's a shouldn't. Maybe there just shouldn't have been wine. You know, here's an idea. Here's an idea for people. I mean, it's gonna sound crazy, but here's an idea mm -hmm. for people. If you have a person in your home who is taking medication that you shouldn't mix with alcohol, maybe you you people around them should also not drink alcohol for a bit. Yeah. I'm like shocking revolutionary idea I know yeah and then so then Jane's trying to diffuse it a little bit and she's like Brian why don't you like take her for her bath or something and he's like yeah okay so he takes the baby away and like Jane like plays with it um for a little bit and Cassidy is like he's just bitter that I stopped breastfeeding but I want my body back and then Jane is like uh I mean, maybe oh. you should. Maybe you've had, like, a little too much wine, Cassidy. She's like, oh, whatever. And she gets up. And then Jane sifts her wine uncomfortably. Like, this is an awkward yeah. evening. And then just hears two gunshots in the background. Oh. And, like... That's that, really sudden. Yeah, It was super sudden. I was like, was there a time lapse? Because, like, we saw her walk off as she picked up the glass of wine. And then two gunshots. Like... Before she even set it back down. Like, where? Like, did she have the gun <laughs> on her person? Did she sprint the moment she left the camera? Like, the the view of... The, like, this moment she left the screen, she just sprinted, pulled out a gun, and just bam, bam. Yeah. So we flash back to the present, and then Phil has a hand on her back, and he's sort of rubbing it a little bit, and he hugs her. And he's like... Wow, Phil, she... so much emotion. Are you okay, my dude? I know. Uh... Then he's like, did, um, did she kill the baby? And then he's like, no, Emily is Jane, is Cassidy's daughter. Oh. And so what happened was, what happened was the dad was giving her a bath and she shot him and she's going to shoot herself. But when she shot him, he dropped the baby and yeah. she, so she fell into the tub and that's why she has, that's why she's aquaphobic. Because she almost drowned. Jane saved her from I, drowning. I don't think that's how trauma works. Mainly because that was a baby. They, She won't remember that. Well, apparently she started having her first nightmares when she was three. Okay. That's sure. what they said. That's kind of ridiculous. <laughs> Whatever. Hand wavy, wavy hand. I mean, clearly people who write lifetime movies there's a few things they don't know about at all one of those is mental health mm -hmm. 
The other is normal interhuman relationships. Mm -hmm. those, are the those are the main important things they don't know about. And those are the only things they choose to write about. <laughs> yeah, it's amazing. It's it's honestly it's it's kind of magical if you if you think about it. Yes. But they do know lesbians. They do I mean those are always unintentional, so are they also I mean that's the thing, they also don't know normal like <laughs> friendships between women. They also don't know how those work. <laughs> I guess it's all just a blessing there's always in disguise. This, there's always uh, this this romantic subtext behind it. It's amazing. Yeah. Um, okay, so then uh, Cassidy's in the basement, and she's having flashbacks of children laughing or something, and she just looks generally crazy. So, uh, Mom, uh, Jane, reminds Emily to use the lock on her door because there have been recent break-ins. And again, minor nitpick, because then Emily's just like, oh, okay, because she's like, I'm getting locks on our doors, too. It's not just you. But, like... Mm -hmm. Currently, there's only a lock on Emily's door. Like a deadbolt, basically. Yeah. And, like, if I'm a robber, and I'm, like, a big, burly robber man, and I mm -hmm. see this house pretty easily accessible, I got in, yeah. and now yeah. I see this one door with a lock, I yeah, feel like would... I'm going to use my big body to break that door down and see what's yeah, inside. That... Like, I already yeah. broke in. <laughs> like, you just yeah, make... Like... Like there's two there's two problems with the whole I put a lock on your door thing. For one, if there is only the one locked door, that's gonna be suspicious and they'll wanna know if that's maybe where you keep all the good The yeah. other thing is if if they already got in probably your most valuable stuff like, you know, television, computer, that kind of stuff, usually in the living room. Yeah. So it's like, oh hey, there's the TV oh, hey, in this drawer is a wallet. Mm -hmm. Let me just take all of that. Well, goodbye. And <laughs> I'm not going to look around these other rooms and potentially wake people up. But then if you did, now it's like, oh. Oh, I'm taking your goods. I wonder, I wonder what's not... in this room. And since it's Oregon, your newly legal daughter taking it all with me. Thank you for alerting me to this fine room. Oh. Well, that went directions. I'm taking it all. I'm taking everything you I think I'm taking everything you love. <laughs> yes, because Raven's coming over. Oh. Oh. Ravenwood, look for the lock on the door. Ravenwood, look for the one young woman in the house and then take that and nothing else. I don't like that I said that, and I apologize, but like, you know what I mean. I mean, I got the ball rolling. In his eyes, it would be that. Yes. <laughs> so then, it's like, it's always my little nitpick, but whatever. Um, the door's locked. I, I mean, guess... you make a good point. You You do make a good point. Yeah, I just, but that night, uh, Emily has her nightmares again. And Cassidy somehow hears her from the basement. Okay, quick question. Mm -hmm. So Emily's bedroom is on the ground floor, the first floor? Why? I really... I is there it's... an upstairs to this house is my question. There is an upstairs. And I know that that's where 
uh, Phil and Jane's bedroom is. I believe Cassid. I believe Emily's bedroom is on the ground floor. Okay. And the basement still... would be below that. Yeah, that's still a bit weird to then hear it from the basements. But then, in the beginning of the movie, before Jane had the baby monitor, she was yeah, they able to already... come that's into true. her room when she had nightmares. But today, okay, so the walls, the walls, the floors, but for literal, some... literally paper thin. Yeah, but also, even though Jane has been nothing but obsessing over Emily's safety and water phobia since the beginning of the movie. This time, she doesn't hear anything, and Cassidy comes to the door, sees it's uh. locked, and then goes outside the back door, and then scales the wall, I guess, and opens Emily's window, climbs into so, her room to so comfort we don't, her. So we don't see... So you, you say scale the wall, maybe, like... So we don't see her actually scaling the wall. No, we don't see we don't see how she got into the room. Emily wakes up from her nightmare and her she opens her eyes and there's her aunt and she's like, "How'd you get in? The door was locked." She's like, she just points to the window. Okay. So like, you, okay. you and your friend you know were what? right. She's a little weird. It's it's weird. Also, also, at this point, it's like if her bedroom is on the ground floor. Then this lock was pointless in the first place because the window exists and is on the ground floor, and apparently it was just open or something. Yeah. Or easily openable from the outside, which windows usually are not. Usually right. they can only be opened from the inside. That's why they're windows and not doors. Right. But oh my god. She got in. And yeah, that's the important part. Yeah, she saved her. She comforted her. And um what again, a good mom. But also she had time to do all this and the nightmare first of all was going on this long, which I think is possible, but like it seems like yeah, if she's been having you, you, them for You can be in the grips you can you can be in the grips of a nightmare for quite a while before actually waking up. I guess so. But at the same time it just seems like why didn't Jane hear this? Why yeah, was this the, the one time? Especially since the this was one like, time. This was at least a three minute nightmare, if not more. Yeah. Where she true. was loud enough to be heard from the basement. Yeah, so how was she not heard from the first floor? Yeah, I know. That's uh, okay. Well, anyway. Immersion <laughs> broken. Suspension of disbelief cut right there. That's the only one. Just cleaved in half. <laughs> not at the insane asylum with old people waving their hands about. <laughs> they had uh, me there still. Okay, so while she's in the room, Emily's like, Why does my mom say you hurt people? And then Cassidy just asks, how long have you had your nightmares? And so nobody answers anybody. But then she says, I can make your nightmares go away, but you have to trust me. Okay, do you trust her? You gonna let her help you make your nightmares go away? No. Uh, I would I would be very afraid. Well. Because that sounds creepy. Well, the next morning... Jay notices the open window, so she hires someone to put bars on the window. Bars? Yeah, and then Phil's are you trying? Like, are you trying to make your child feel like a prisoner? 
Well, and then he's like, is this really necessary? And I'm like, okay, you know that she's been overreacting. But last you heard, Cassidy was capable of murder and attempted suicide. Yeah? Maybe she came back to finish the job. I mean, yeah, maybe, maybe she just wants her daughter and, back, but still, that sounds like it's it and, might she might not make the best of parents. And again, maybe Jane's acting crazy, but again, at least she's just doing something. What are you <sighs> doing, Phil? Smugly drinking you, coffee. Phil, have you ever glass. done anything outside Ugh. of just exist? So then, come on, Phil. And he's like, I'm starting to worry about you coffee <laughs> okay i'm starting to worry about you sip so now again we're at next swim lesson and this time she's going into the pool but oh, hey she's facing by your fears yeah but she's by herself that's like, not a good idea like i mean they're in the pool like instructor guy and the other students but there's like a significant distance between the stair her the stairs and them Wait, so she's just jumping in somewhere in the middle? Well, she's, like, at the stairs. Like, they're okay. just... So they're, like... Oh, right, that. Okay, I got yeah. it. So she's, like, taking each step, and he's like, okay, you can do it. And I'm like... I mean, I'm not even saying in a romantic way. And again, I feel like she should have, like, a therapist or some a professional with her. Somebody should be aware that this child has a phobia. Right. That's important knowledge to have. Or at the very least, he should be holding her hand and helping her walk into the pool. Yeah, and then, you know, if, if she does panic, then you can quickly get her out. Right. So that she can calm down. So she gets all the way to the bottom step, and then she decides to just, like, jump the rest of the way, basically. And, sure. um... Whatever. So then, and she immediately freaks out. It's too much for her. She's flailing or whatever. And the guy, uh, Mr. Hottie, goes to help her. And then the we just go to the supervisor, who has not said a word this whole movie, but he shakes his head. Like, no. Like, she needs to what? do this kind of thing. And then she what? keeps panicking and freaking out. And then finally... Somebody what? help the, the, the... Somebody please help the teenager with a phobia. Finally... He's like, okay, fine. And then he carries her out of the pool. Um, oh so then... God. Afterwards, can we, he's... Can, can, like, somebody need... Like, I feel like that... Like, oh, that... Somebody there should have a court case flung at them. Uh, uh, yeah. Like, I just definitely feel like when mom was signing her up for swim lessons... It, it, it was mentioned, like, the re... Yeah, it was like, me- like, why, even, like, just, why... Why was she never, like, you know, you've known for as long as you've had this child. Yeah. You have known that she has aquaphobe, like, she's afraid of water. And, like, like, incredibly intensely afraid of water. And, like, any time it's, like, even if it's, like, for young children or teenagers, adults, any time you sign up for, like, an extracurricular course, strictly out of, like, basic politeness... The whoever is signing you up is like, oh, what makes you want to take swim lessons? And you'd be like, oh, well, I'm trying to get over my aquaphobia. Yeah, like, even if you're, like, of course you have to consider, this is a Lifetime movie. Clearly they don't have the best image of any kind of mental mental health issue or whatever. 
so of course they will immediately also you know write that into their characters that she is probably like ashamed of her aquaphobia which up to a way i can get people being ashamed for their phobias that's you know it's that's understandable but at the same time this is about your safety both physically and mentally please take care of yourself and look out for yourself and again, your mom signed you up. So you know who's not embarrassed? Also, your mom. <laughs> also, yes. It's like, mom, please. You know, for the, for like your, for like the physical and mental health of your child, please mention these kinds of things. Maybe look into actual therapy. Mm-hmm. And maybe a therapist can be like, you know, help her work her way towards taking a swim. Yeah. So, now, Mr. Hottie walks her home, and he's like, I'm so sorry, you weren't ready, and I pushed you. And then he asks... Okay, that's some decency there, I can appreciate that. And she's like, it's okay, and he's like, so those sedatives, you take those a lot? What kind of question is that? I don't know, but then she's like, when I need to, and so... Why did you answer? You should have... No, the correct response should have been, what? Excuse me? So then, then, then they have, like, this, they stop walking, and he turns to her, and he, like, offers his hand, like, for a shake, but she smile. they smile at each other, and she puts her hand in his, and then they hold hands for the rest of the walk. Oh, okay, sure, whatever. So I guess they're a couple now? I'm not touching that. Okay, we're just gonna move along, so. Yeah, please. So she's, like, gushing with her friend, like, we held hands, and then Cassidy comes uh, to her room and is like, take a walk with me. Uh, meanwhile, uh, Jane has started smoking again, because she's just really... So stressed. Yeah. And the partner's like, hey, I'll, I can listen, so they go get some coffee together, um... And he's like, acts concerned, and he's like, but you know, 15 years is a lot of therapy, maybe she is better. And I'm like, did you not mention the murder and attempted suicide? Because that's not something you want around your daughter. Yeah, I mean, you know what? If he doesn't know the situation, he does bring up a good point. 15 years is a long time. Maybe, you know, she actually had some kind of breakthrough or whatever, maybe. I mean, you don't know, like... As far as you yeah. know, she might be taking medication. Like, Yeah, as far as he knows, it's just like extreme postpartum depression that she had. Yeah, like postpartum depression or, or you know, she also apparently already had a, like from what I understand, a diagnosis of borderline personality disorder. So as far as he knows, it's just, it could be those things. So And therapy in those cases can help. Right. So he's... He's just trying to re- reassure yeah. his colleague. And be like, Which, you know, devil, good thing. Devil's advocate and all that or whatever. So, now we go back to Cassidy. She asked Emily to take a walk with her, and they're walking on this bridge, like this bypass over the ocean, basically. This bridge. And Emily's like, why didn't you want me to tell Phil? And she's like, I didn't want him to stop us. And I'm like, like Phil's stopping you, okay? Yeah, you might on. get you, a displeased. Have you hmm, met Phil? At best. At have best. you met Phil? Have you met your brother-in-law or or future brother-in-law? Like <laughs> I was, I was like, that's so cute. Like Phil, like Phil has the emotional wherewithal of a rock, except oh that, 
Except you can actually get emotionally attached to a pet rock. <laughs> I don't think one can get emotionally attached to Phil. I think he just makes really good meatloaf. It's all because of the meatloaf, I tell you. <laughs> okay, so then um, they're walking and she's like, the bridge is beautiful. And then at this point, I feel the conversation took a sharp left turn. And Lisa's... Yeah. I used to be afraid of it because so many people have driven off of it. They didn't see the reversible lane meter change. And then suddenly there's all this oncoming traffic. A boy rode uh... his bike off this bridge because he didn't want his parents to find out he was failing. Okay, oh, Emily, you are very bleak right now, but Emily, all right. Are you... Emily, are you okay? Do you need someone to talk to, Emily? Well, what is Cassidy's next question to this? Do you want to take a guess? Oh, I mean, I feel like I couldn't ever get that. Like, you want to try? If it was me, okay. Because let's just go with that. Because I'm not. I will never get this right. Okay. But if it was me, I would ask. I would start simple. I would just ask how she's doing. Like, mm -hmm. are you okay? Okay. Well, here's you what know? Cassidy asks her. Yeah, I'm I'm already afraid. You ever think about suicide? Maybe <laughs> ease into that a little bit. Then Emily says, no. Maybe just don't throw well, it out there like that. Oh, and Emily says, no. Well, sometimes. How about you? And then she says, yeah, in the hospital. And then Emily says... I think it would be just like falling asleep. All your troubles no. would float away. And then Cassidy looks Stop at the ocean with a small with the... smile. So no, is not this... the one small smile. Is this a suicide pact? What? I mean, I don't think it's a suicide pact. I think it's just two people who have some issues. But are... aren't like... T they're just... They're not trying to like... Uh, no, no, I like I don't I don't think they're trying like I I personally don't interpret that as them you know making any kind of pact or whatever. I think it's just two people who are dealing with a lot of stuff in their lives, um, having a bad case of suicide ideation. Okay. And you know what? As someone who went through that, mm. I get it. I get okay. it. I get it. But I don't think they're actually, actually. Well, maybe because it's a Lifetime movie, definitely, actually, now that I think about it, and remember that this is a Lifetime <laughs> movie, definitely Cassidy, because we already knew that she tried to commit suicide once while also killing her husband. Right. So, on her part, probably. On Emily's part, I don't think so. Okay, and I'm with you there. So mm -hmm. now... We find out that Jane has put a tracker on either Cassidy or Emily, one of them. And she sees that they're by the bridge, and so she bails, and her supervisor notices yep. that she's leaving work early. Sure. So we're just seeing more of her life falling apart. Uh, later, Emily's in her room, and she notices the bars on her window, and then she talks to Phil, and he's like, yeah, I'll admit it's overkill. You already yeah. need a ladder to get to the second floor, because now I guess there's bars on all the windows, including theirs. Oh. Um, oh. 
Okay, Let, let's just make my house look like a prison, I guess. Yeah. So then Cassidy comes in and she gives Phil a chocolate bar and she's like, thanks for letting me stay here. Um, And could you give this to Janie later? And she gives her a framed photo of the two of them when they were little girls. Mm-hmm. And then Jane gets home and she asks Emily, were you on the bridge? And Emily's like, yeah, Cassidy was helping me get used to the water. And then I made it over the bridge. And then Jane is, like, really happy about that because that is progress for aquaphobia. But Cassidy is dangerous and she doesn't want to see her get hurt. Yeah. Also, when she walks in, Emily poured fish food into the bowl. <laughs> and then at the end of the conversation, Jane poured more food into the fish bowl. And I feel like they're overfeeding their fish. Well, those fish are dead. Right? Okay. But... Oh, well, I guess, I mean... Well, time to get new fish. <laughs> Whatever helps for aquaphobia, I guess. <laughs> like, mur <laughs> nothing, nothing that cures aquaphobia, like murdering fish. Yeah. It's all your fault, your fault, you fish! <laughs> oh, my gosh. And so then, uh, Jane... Uh, has a dream flashback, and as a little girl, she's screaming, and Cassidy, as a little girl, is, like, pushing her back, like, stay out of here, Janie, and then Janie's like, Dad, wait, no, Cassidy made him fall so that she could watch you shoot him, but then the dad doesn't hear that, and he shoots the horse, so that's what this big deal about the horse is, but apparently ah. Cassidy rigged it so that their dad could shoot a horse. Yeah, rigged it so that dad would think this horse is dangerous and I need to get rid of it. Yeah. Okay. So, she's just a wreck at work. She's driving and the partner's like, you okay to drive? And she's like, yeah, I just need a morning cup of coffee. But she almost crashes into a car and some road work cones and signs. And then her partner's like, get out of the car. And then yeah. they switch seats. And then he, this, mm -hmm. this I think is a good line. He's like, you can kill yourself in your own time, but you're not taking me with you. And then he tried. I guess. Okay. Like, he said it's so, like, intense. And it's like, I mean, at the same time, like, she wasn't driving safely. So, up but, so uh, upset. He's so mad. Um. I mean, I mean, maybe it's just, it's just, you know, it's, it's some tough love. Like, like. Yeah. Like, letting a person know, like, do you realize what you're doing? Yeah. Yeah. So... I would personally be a bit more sensitive about that, but, you know, I, I can accept it. I can accept yeah, it. Yeah. Same, I guess, is where I'm at. But, like, uh, I mean, in the heat of the moment, he might have been shaken up or whatever, so it's fine. Yeah, he 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 might have been a bit shaken up, so it was like, whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah. So, she steals some more surveillance equipment, and then her supervisor calls her into the office, and he's like, uh, you've been leaving work early, you're not turning in reports, a woman called in and said she saw you picking up your daughter from school. So, like, I like you, but whatever you're going through, you need to go fix it. So he gives her a card so she could go talk to the uh, department therapist. Mm -hmm. So Cassidy goes into the shop and she, like, talks to the guy and she's like, Hey, you know, I want to take my daughter camping. Is there anywhere private with a lake? Mm -hmm. ah. And he says, Yeah, you can go up to blah, blah, blah. It's about 40 miles out. Uh, the only thing is it's bad to swim there this time of year because the undercurrents are super unpredictable. 
Cassidy says, sounds perfect. <laughs> so Jane is taking a walk with Phil, and she's like, the doctor said that she's projecting her fear of losing Emily onto Cass. And again, did she not disclose the crime that got Jane, that got Cassidy into the hospital? But whatever. She's like, how were your exams, Phil? And he's like, they were good. And then he gives her the framed picture. And he's like, it's sweet. And then she's like, Cassidy's trying to drive a wedge between us. And then Phil's just like, maybe she really is getting better. They get home, and she goes to check on the surveillance equipment she put on her sister. And Phil brings her a sandwich, and he's like, you've never looked at those flowers before. And she's like, oh, wow, look at that sandwich. I'm sure I'm hungry. <laughs> So, then she gives Cass... Again, Phil, really good with food. Mm -hmm. That's it. Yeah. He's a little suspicious. I'm sure that doesn't go anywhere. That would actually be interesting. Yeah, no, it doesn't. So then, <laughs> um, she's got huge bags in her eyes um, at this point in the movie, and um, she's She's driving... just falling apart at this point. Yeah, she's driving... Now, and she sees Cassidy walking, and so she's like, hey, you know, here's a gift. I saw that uh, frame photo. That was cute or whatever. You didn't have to. Here's a pen. Cassidy immediately realizes that it's a recording device of some kind and reports her to the police. And then she's back in her boss's office, and he's like, what? I said to what use this equipment. You, doing? you need to check with me. I need your gun and yeah. your badge. You're going on medical leave. And she's like, what? Yeah. Why? He's like, you were spying on a civilian with no warrant. You violated the Fourth Amendment. And again, I didn't authorize any of this. She's, yeah, you know what? He has a point. And she's real. She's like, fine. I can get myself home. So she gets home and Emily is on the porch with a bag packed. Where are you going? She asks. And then Emily's like, I'm going camping with Cassidy. What? You didn't tell me that. Emily's like, because you wouldn't have let me. And she's like, well, I'm definitely not letting you now. And then they have this argument. <laughs> and then Cassidy comes. And then Jane, then Emily, like, grabs her bag back from Jane. And she runs into the car. And she throws her bag in the back. And then uh, Jane is like, no, Emily, don't go with her. Don't go with her. And then Cassidy peels out. What? That's amazing. <laughs> it was so intense. Jane is screaming. And she's like, ah. And she runs into the house, and she's like, okay, what am I going to do? What am I going to do? Uh, and then... You do not have another car. Well, she drove her car home. She has a civilian car. Okay, then just get in well, your car and go. Anyway, she's freaking out, and now her partner knocked on the door. Oh, wait. No, she went inside to get the tracker, because she still has a GPS tracker on them. Ah, she's going to follow okay, them. Okay, okay, smart, smart. Yeah. Smart. But then there's a knock on the door, and it's her partner. At first, she's like, this isn't a good time. Wait. Actually... Could you come in? Uh, and he's like, yeah, I just want to make sure you're okay. She's like, okay, would you like some coffee? And he's like, yeah. You know, Phil's studying uh, for something. Would you mind looking at the faucet upstairs? How he knows where that is. I believe this the, is the faucet first. upstairs. I believe this is the first time he's ever set foot in her home. The <laughs> I mean, considering, considering he is a relatively new partner, yeah. I don't even know how much time has even lapsed in this movie. I don't even think it's been a week. 
Whatever. I don't think I don't think time actually exists in lifetime movies. <laughs> just avoid. It's just all time dilation. Like everything actually happens at the exact same moment. <laughs> so then so he sets his stuff down. He's like, yeah, I'll go take a look at it. And so she grabs at his At this gun. faucet that I magically know where it is. Yeah, so he's upstairs, and she immediately grabs his gun and his keys, and she takes the car, and she's on chase. Oh, my God. And he calls her, and he's like, you need to get back here right now, or I'm calling the police, or I'm calling it in. And she's like, look, do what you gotta do. I'm saving my daughter. <laughs> And he and so he calls it in. Now he's like he's on chase. Yeah. Now back to the car. They're on the freeway now. Emily mm-hmm. says, "So is it nice where we're going?" And this is her answer to that. Ugh, the freeways are a lot busier now. That's not an answer to the question. No. This Why is like are you one in of those such a hurry for ca- a camping trip? Like these are like these are like cases of like characters not having a conversation but just kind of talking at each other. Yeah, I guess they wanted us to know that she's just in a hurry to get to the campsite. Yeah, but even then, it feels like she could like she could have just given like an actually she could have just said like it feels like one of those situations where it's like why though she could have just said, oh yeah, it's very pretty. I can't wait to get there. Like, then you have an answer to the question, and you make it very clear that she's in a hurry. Right. Well, then, uh, Cassidy pulls a bag from the back and gives it to her. And then, as Emily looks at it, she's like, there's a lake where we're going? And she's like, yeah, you just have to trust me. We're gonna go slowly Mm -hmm. into the water together. Okay, sure. This water that we know has unpredictable undercurrents. Yeah. So, I mean, you can go slow. That doesn't mean the water will. Anyway, so then they get there, and then Emily's like, why don't you have a travel bag? Cassidy says, you need to trust me. This will all be over soon. She looks okay. pretty freaked out, but still gets out of the car. <laughs> like, that's the moment, like, that's the point at which... If I were to get then then get out of the car, I would then just run in a direction. Right. Well, I don't know how much time passed between uh, Jane joining them in pursuit because now she's like in the forest and she's like looking through to find them. But when she finds them, they're basically like at the shore of the beach. They have a fire made. Um, oh, nice. They basically like they've made camp. They had enough time. Yeah, it's like it feels like. If you really were in a hurry, because Cassidy, you feel it feels like she has to know that Jane is after them, right? And then, um, Emily sees her, her mom, and then Jane is like, "Shh, don't say anything yet." If you're Emily, what do you do? Uh, stay, stay quiet. Okay, well, Emily immediately yells out, Mom, why is your gun out? And then Jane's like, she's trying to kill you. And then Emily's like, this is Emily's response to that. This is her defense. Okay, now if you were going to defend that, what would you say? I wouldn't even make an attempt to defend that. I would just say like, oh, sh- oh. Well, Emily says, she said she would never hurt me. How do you? Mm. 
she's trying to kill you. No, she said she would never hurt me. Yeah, because if somebody is going to kill you, they're, they're just going to tell you to your face, Hey, I'm going to murder you now. Of course. That's just how you do. Yeah. That's, that's, how, that's, that's how people do. So, then Jane is like, why do you think she brought you somewhere so isolated? And then Cassidy's like, I want us to go in the water together, Emily. I never hurt you. Then she tells Emily, I'm your mom. And then Jane says, I'm your mom. I'm the one who raised you. And then Cassidy says, she was just jealous your dad loved me and not her. <laughs> and then... Oh. What? Oh, my. Then Cassidy says, tell... How is Emily supposed to, like, process any of this? Well... Like, she just has these two adults just yelling at her. <laughs> and then, like, then Cassidy says, tell her the truth. And so then we go back to the flashback, and then Dad's going to give her a bath, and then he walks up, like, say goodnight to your mom, and then Cassidy kisses, like, the baby's feet, and she's like, ugh, bye, baby. And then she's talking to Jane, and she's like, I'm so tired since I haven't really slept since she's been born. How am I going to be a good wife and, her, and mother? And then Jane is like, ugh. Yeah, a lot, of, a lot of things that sound very much like postpartum depression. Yeah. And then Jane's like, ugh, spare me your self-pity. You have a husband who adores you and a baby. What do I have? And she's like, I wish I could oh share my. them with you, Janie. And she's like, I don't want your charity. You always got everything. And she's like, you know what? Maybe maybe we had too much wine. I'm a little dizzy. I'm, I'm going to go upstairs. And then she's like, ugh, I hate you, Jane. Or, I hate you, Cassidy. I mean, and so then we go back to the present. And then, um... Jane is like, no, Emily, she's mixing it all up. And then Cassidy's like, no, tell her the truth. And then Emily's like, what happened? So now we go back to the... Yeah, because Emily doesn't... Like, Emily's so confused at this point. Yeah. So then it turns out that Jane was the shooter. And so then what? we jump back. Yeah, Jane killed him. And then... Okay, uh, I did not see that twist coming. No. And and it was so fast. And then we go back to the present. And now Jane's holding a gun. And she's angling it at everybody. And then she just lunges at Cassidy. And now they're rolling in the sand, dirt, looking what? for the gun. And Emily is just, her life is a wreck right now. So, like. I feel so bad for Emily right now. Aquaphobia is the least of her problems, though. Yeah, no, you're right. You're very much right. So, baby, though, you know, silver lining. Okay, like, she has to be at this moment like, who killed my dad? Which one of these two ladies is my mom? And is one of them going to kill the other now? Okay, well, here's basically, the movie's almost over. Good. <laughs> I mean, this did feel like a very climaxy moment. Yeah, so Jane gets the gun and she's like, ah, he should have loved me, not you. This time I won't miss your heart. And then the police show up and they're like, stop right there. It turn and then and then it turns out that um Cassidy got her memory back in the hospital. So then she worked with the police and they were going they planned this like as a sting operation. Oh. And then here's something weird. Phil sort of like slides in next to the police detective and he has his like arms like whoa but he, like what's going on here kind of thing when it's like one phil who called you phil why are you here yeah and then 
Anyway, so she gets taken in. And like, seriously, Phil, why are you here? Well, and we're only going to raise... You're going to keep asking that the last few minutes of the movie, because... So he's there, the, you know, the police are taking her away, and then Emily's like, I love you, Mom, and she, like, cries, and she's, like, going to, off to get the help she needs. Now, they're at this oh, isolated campsite, Cassidy is holding Emily, and they're hugging, and we mm-hmm. see the police walking off, not asking Why? any, because, like, wouldn't you need a report of some sort, wouldn't you need, I, but <sighs> Phil is also leaving with them. I mean... This girl, Emily has known Cassidy maybe a week? She's known Phil at least a year or so. Does he want to check in on her? Phil, do you have no... Okay, so I was gonna ask, Phil, do you have no emotional connection to this girl? Then I remembered, we're talking about Phil. And... He's just leaving. He doesn't even so much as look back. And so then we go back to the flashback. And I don't know what this is supposed to tell me. But Janie, or no, Cassidy's riding the horse. And she's like, Dad, look, Janie's watching. She could take a turn to ride. And he's like, Janie, go back in the house. You're, I told you, honey, she's too small to ride without no one watching her. And I'm like, but aren't you right here? You're literally holding the lead to the horse. You dead be- what? what? You- you weird dad guy. So then she's like, Cassidy, you think you're so perfect? She rips the doll head off. So I guess that's supposed to show us that everything that happened was reversed. And so then the camera pans up from- And so then we go back to Cassidy and Jane hugging, and she's like, I love my sister, I just want her to be okay. And we see that, uh, Jane is now behind barred windows, and- And then the final flashback, this is what the movie ends on, that picture that Cassidy had framed, um, they're posing for that picture, and the dad's taking it, and Cassidy kisses Jane's forehead, and she's like, I love you, sister, kind of thing, and then Mm -hmm. Jane crosses her arms, and then that's the picture that they got, and then credits. Okay, then. (laughs) Okay, first thing I want to say, first thing I want to say, I want to get this out of the way. Mm -hmm. Credit to the movie for a twist I did not see coming. Mm -hmm. On the other hand, how much I didn't see it coming also, I feel, counts against it. Because a good twist, this is important, for a good twist, there should be signs, right? Mm -hmm. You should be able to a second time through a through a through a movie or or a book or whatever. You should be able to start seeing the signs of the twist coming up. Like if there's like a betrayal and yeah. and you look back on things or whatever, there should be signs. They here they deliberately mi- like change the the flashbacks and the memories to make it very you know to to try and almost drive the point home that Cassidy is the quote-unquote crazy one. Yeah, why did she buy her a bathing suit and take her to this lake and, like... Yeah, like, all of those things. And you need to trust me. And, and like, 
Okay, so you can sort of take that as then being, you know, you need to trust me because I'm about to, to catch a, a criminal who basically stole you from me or something. But at the same time, it's like, I'm, I'm more talking about, like, the flashbacks. Yeah. Of course, I, have, I haven't seen the movie, of course, but I feel like the way you describe the flashbacks makes it very clear what you're supposed to see. Yeah, I mean, I guess the re the way they could justify it is because that was her point of view. Right, but even then, if she... Or that's what she was telling Phil, but like... Yeah, yeah, okay, like, in that sense, I guess you could, you could twist it that way. But it's yeah, okay. still really treading the line between being a twist and just lying to your audience, because... Yeah, because there is a difference between those things. Yeah. So anyway, moving on from that, again, it's just so many examples of Lifetime movie writers not seeming to know how people interact with one another in a lot of things. Yeah. <sighs> well, all, all otherwise I, I really have to say is that sounds like a movie we should totally watch together sometime because I am... I am pretty curious in actually seeing all of those things happen on screen. <laughs> yep. So, this was A Sister's Nightmare. Um, thank you for joining me, Yella, on this wild adventure. No problem. I had a wild adventure for sure. <laughs> okay. Alright. Bye.